0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That's for my crazy day, my packed commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash more. Locked on Vikings, Locked on Podcast Network. Welcome to the show on this Wednesday morning. Sam Ekstrom with you at Sam Ekstrom on Twitter. Again, it's another truncated, knee-jerk reaction show right off of Vikings OTA Session number two Available to the local media. It was a beautiful morning out at Winter Park, and there's a lot to report to be honest with you number one Teddy Bridgewater Had the red jersey on and he was passing out there with the rest of them There's video posted at zonecoverage.com of Teddy's workout, but basically he was rehabbing with a trainer tethered to the trainer with some kind of leash or rope to provide resistance, working on his agility, practicing his footwork. Then he got out on the field with his fellow quarterbacks and participated in individual drills with the QBs and wide receivers. We saw him do play action. We saw him practice throwing on the run. We saw him throw some corner routes. And in these drills, which, granted, they're not contact, and they're not 100% speed. But I think he looked just as comfortable as any other quarterback out there. Especially his play action was very sharp. His back pedal seems comfortable. And that's going to be the key for Bridgewater. Can he trust his legs again to do the same actions that caused the injury? So far, indications would be yes. Teddy looked very good. And while he wasn't Active per se, he's still not cleared for practice. It's heartening for Vikings fans to see that you know he looks like a normal quarterback out there, he's not hobbling around, he's doing some light jogging. Teddy Bridgewater's coming along, and when you compare him to a guy like Sharif Floyd, you realize how well the Teddy rehab has been, and also how poor the rehab has been for Sharif Floyd. We heard from Sharif for the first time of this new league year and really for the first time since about the midway point last year. To quickly recap on Sharif, knee trouble in week one. He plays 25 snaps against Tennessee and gets pulled. Gets an arthroscopy on September 22nd after the Packer game. Expected to be back in one month or a month and a half. Misses the rest of the year. Shelved on IR prior to the final game. USA Today report comes out saying that Sharif Floyd's career is in jeopardy with nerve damage in his quadriceps stemming from the knee surgery. Sharif observed practice in sweatpants today, and we spoke to him after practice. He said, quote, about his rehab, it's been hell. And I I get where he's coming from with the game that he loves being taken away from him. And he said that he's learned how valuable and how precious the gift of football is because it can be taken away in an instant he sounded optimistic he said in essence it's not if it's when he gets to play again however it doesn't sound like even he knows when those nerves are again gonna start firing he said quote they're taking their sweet old time which leaves the season uncertain he couldn't say with certainty whether he'd play again this year he said it's too soon to tell but he hopes to be out there. And if he does get to a point where he can run again, he's not even running right now as part of his rehab, he's still going to need to get back in game shape after essentially not playing for two years. There's also an updated zonecoverage.com on the offensive line rotations. First team offensive line today, Riley Reef, Alex Boone, Nick Easton, Joe Berger, Mike Remmers so again Nick Easton getting those first team reps told you yesterday that we shouldn't be we shouldn't be too surprised by that. the second team was more peculiar. left tackle Willie Beavers left guard Jeremiah Searles. center Pat Elfline right guard TJ Clemmings right tackle Rashad Hill so a couple surprises there. Willie Beavers at left tackle, your most important tackle position. Remember, Beavers started out as a guard. Then the Vikings moved him to tackle late last year to provide some additional flexibility and depth at the tackle spot. But the even bigger surprise is TJ Clemmings moving inside. Clemmings has started two consecutive years at tackle. And maybe the definition of insanity is for the Vikings to keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result with TJ Clemmings. So why not do something different? Put him on the inside and see if he's any good in the run-blocking game. Again, these rotations will change a hundred times. But as of today, TJ Clemming's a guard with Rashad Hill, the cult-following fan favorite Rashad Hill at right tackle. Laquan Treadwell, Stefan Diggs, and Jarius Wright were your top three wide receivers because Adam Thielen was not active. The Vikings had a number of inactives today. They were far less healthy than they were in week one of OTAs. In week one, really the only unanticipated absence or inactive, I should say, was Emmanuel Lemur. Don't know what happened to Lemur. But otherwise, everyone who was gone, you would have expected. Bridgewater, Murray, and Floyd. Today, different story. Xavier Rhodes, absent. Don't know why. Antone Exum Jr. absent Don't know why officially Though if you remember me Reporting last week He got nicked up, left practice I wonder if this is stemming from that same injury Stacy Coley The draft pick from Miami Not active Sean Washington Undrafted free agent Linebacker Who went to Texas A&M Had a boot on his right foot Lemur still out And the aforementioned Adam Thielen had a sleeve on his left leg. No need to project what that might mean. Wouldn't be too concerned about it at this point. When you've just signed a guy to big money, no need to push him in OTAs. If there's any discomfort, we'll see if that carries on through the rest of the offseason program with Thielen. Apparently Thielen was going to be miked up today for the practice, but he wasn't active. So I don't know if that's going to happen. Vikings.com. Two offensive plays of the day, in my estimation. Number one, Case Keenum launching a bomb to Caleb Jones, the former practice squad wide receiver, going up over Trey Roberson to make a great catch. Then later, you had Bradford firing to Diggs, who beat Terrence Newman to the football for a great catch. Caleb Kidder on the defensive side had a terrific pass deflection. Harrison Smith had a couple good pass breakups. Horace Richardson had a good pass breakup. I don't recall seeing any notable interceptions. Pat Shermer talked about the great communication that he has developed with Sam Bradford, saying that even at an OTA practice, they're on the same wavelength where they can change a play on the fly. Shermer is encouraged about the progress of Dalvin Cook. Again, it's it's really hard to know how a running back is gonna translate just because no one can tackle them. Anybody can look good weaving through listless faux tacklers. What will happen when the lights come on? That's the question. Dalvin Cook said that he is close to signing. He's excited to sign, and he is the only holdout remaining for the Minnesota Vikings. One of the guys who signed yesterday, Jack Tocho, told me that it was a relief to finally get that contract done. Had a good conversation with Tocho. Great kid from North Carolina State converting from corner to safety. Actually, the second Viking now who's converting to safety, the other being Tommy Armstrong Jr., who the Vikings signed yesterday. Armstrong Jr. was at rookie camp on a tryout basis, and the Vikings waited until yesterday to sign him, bringing him in to replace Mitch Matthews, the wide receiver, Sad to see Matthews go, but with Armstrong and Tocho, they're working together now to try to learn the safety position. Obviously, for Tocho, a corner four is going to be easier to transition to a safety than a quarterback, so he has a leg up. And I like Tocho's chances to potentially make this roster. The Vikings love getting value out of their late round or undrafted safeties. I wouldn't be surprised if Rick Spielman's research or analytics have shown at some point that safeties don't need to come early in the draft because they've had ample chance to try to draft somebody opposite of Harrison Smith. They haven't taken advantage of it. They've instead tried to fill that void with undrafted Andrew Sandejo, with 6th round Anton Exum, undrafted Anthony Harris, 7th round J. Ron Curris, and Now it's 7th round man Jack Tocho, the final of 11 picks that the Vikings made in the April draft. Tocho's been watching film of last year's safeties, trying to see how they work and how they navigate in that secondary. I've also got a fun little feature on Tocho at zonecoverage.com about how he hosted a talk show in college entitled You Don't Know Jack, a YouTube exclusive show. Where he interviewed other Wolfpack athletes. It's in the same ilk as Between Two Ferns from Zach Galifianakis. Highly entertaining with a deadpanning Jack Tocho, the host. So that's the report from Winter Park today. I'm Sam Ekstrom. Written content, zonecoverage.com. Podcasts every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Shows on Thursday and Friday, still this week, with more Vikings content to satiate your thirst for the Purple. We'll talk to you soon. The list. Hey, sports fans. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Lockdown Wolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves podcast on the On NBA Network. The Wolves might be in the middle of what's turned out to be a pretty miserable season, but there's still plenty to talk about. From the aftermath of the trade deadline to looking ahead at what moves Gerson Rosas and the front office might be planning for the summer to the possibility that all-star snub Carl Anthony Towns could go off on any given night, it's still going to be a fun spring. Tune into Lockdown Wolves daily Monday through Friday. I'm Ben Beacon with Lockdown Wolves, and we'll catch you next time.